Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Welcome back to another episode of Bat Therapy, where we are talking Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh. What even oh. is this podcast anymore? Who are I we? I know. Who are we? Oh, no. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to amp up that DC side. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's sad but true. Keaton is right. Today we are talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, the TV show, which I loved. Oh, I yeah. I yeah. thought it was absolutely amazing. Yes. It was fantastic. And specifically, what we're going to target with that is Dr. Christina Rayner, who is Bucky's therapist. Yes. So one thing I I really did love about Falcon and Winter Soldier, even though it was super short, tackled a ton of things. It tackled oh God, so, so much race relations, all of Bucky's issues from being the Winter mm-hmm. Soldier in the past, all the issues with, that Sam Wilson was going through because Cap decided to choose him to take up the mantle, Bucky's reactions to it. Like, it covered a lot. And, of course, yeah. John Walker, who, whew, he's, uh, <laughs> you could do a whole episode about him but yeah these so these snippets with bucky and christina rayner they they really stuck out because i mean if you're looking Mm -hmm. at his situation right because he's he essentially has the same story as steve rogers except his was so much worse right yeah he had a rough go of it i mean that's putting it lightly yeah because they kept freezing him, right? Like he would, they mm-hmm. would unfreeze him, they brainwashed him, he would do missions, and then they'd yep. refreeze him again. And so yep. that's why he still looks young, because they keep doing to him everything they tell you not to do with food in the refrigerator, right? <laughs> Sad, but yes, true. And yeah, so this guy was brainwashed, he was forced to do all these terrible, horrible things, and now he's kind of coming out of it. And he even like in his therapy sessions is talking about really his only moment of peace and rest is in Wakanda and he's, but he's back from Wakanda and now, you know, going off and doing all this, all, all these things in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And yeah, he had a really, really rough go of it. I absolutely love the, the scenes with Dr. Rayner. I love her so much. Uh, she's phenomenal. So she's a badass. She's a badass. And and so here's the thing. Not everyone realizes that a therapist can be a badass. So I loved seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? I didn't realize therapists weren't, weren't. I feel like most therapists are badass. If they can well, handle. that's nice. I don't know. I, 
you know, okay, so uh, it depends on your experiences. I think a lot of people that don't know mental health, a lot of times, like it, it can sometimes have this formal feel. And some people are more formal in their style. She's, let's just put it this way. They did an excellent job of of her being a veteran who is a therapist. Like when they told when she was kind of giving snippets of her story, I totally believed it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, not everyone realizes that therapists can be badasses. Yeah. But I, I, I think people are are learning more and and therapists are also in some ways, I, I think being allowed to admit where they show themselves a bit more in therapy. Uh, but yeah, I love her. Um, so in terms of just just for people to know, um, so in terms of what Dr. Rayner is, so obviously a therapist doing psychotherapy with Bucky. Uh, to my knowledge, I when I was watching the scenes, I didn't see anything specified. I didn't really see anything online. So what we know is that she goes by doctor and she provides therapy. The most likely discipline that she is is a, a psychologist, so a clinical psychologist or a counseling psychologist. Um, those are the the most likely options. Although technically, she could have a, a doctorate degree in a few other fields. It's just not you don't see those people quite as much at the the doctorate level doing therapy. Right. And well, and what's interesting, what, what's so interesting about about her, too, though, is before she was a therapist, she was a soldier. Like, I, I think yes. and, and I have a quote here, one of the quotes that she said from the show, I was an excellent soldier. So I saw a lot of dead bodies and I know how that can shut you down. And if you are alone, that is the quietest, most personal hell. And she said that mm -hmm. to Bucky in like one of his first sessions. But like, yeah, so she was in the military and mm -hmm. she also met John Walker while they were in the military. So he, she actually oh, knew right. him yeah. before he became the, and I put this in huge quotes, new Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also think that quote that you picked out is is a bit multi-layered too, because not only does she do what we call self-disclosure, so she provides information about herself within treatment, and, and there are appropriate ways of doing that. You always want the focus to be on the, the client, patient, veteran, whatever term you're using you always want the focus to be on that person but sometimes you do provide snippets of self-disclosure not to shift the focus to yourself but to use things to help that person connect to the information to maybe normalize things validate something help kind of send a point home but the focus is still on that person and she does a really good job with it and here's the multi-layer bit though so one, one piece, you know, she's talking about how, how hard it would be to be alone in this. Yes. There's another layer that veterans, people in the military would also understand, which is in the military, you have each other's backs, period. You right. always can rely on each other, your comrades, they're, you're there together, your soldiers together. But when you leave the military, especially you have all of this combat and other stuff going on, it, it's another layer of aloneness that she's speaking to that in sharing about being a soldier herself, 
she can show that she truly understands. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you, and it sounds like you pretty much answered it because the the quote the line and the thing is the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wait, what was <laughs> I was an excellent soldier, so mm-hmm. I saw a lot of dead bodies. Like, does mm-hmm. that mean that she was the one that was making them dead like you know like that's Could have been. right and it was funny because like yeah like you said when she said it it was almost like she was saying it to say to kind of prove like listen i know yeah. what you are talking about and so i really like the quote too because it's one thing to be alone it's another thing to be alone a hundred years later oh i can't even imagine I mean, they think about how much Steve Rogers, they, it was more subtle in, in how they shared his loneliness, but it was absolutely there. And, and, and you saw it more and more across the threads of the different Marvel movies. But I mean, think he, think about it. He literally chooses to go back and stay to be able to reconnect to his time. So think about how much Steve Rogers struggled. And then the great point you brought up in the beginning is, he was set up for more success than Bucky was by oh, far. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was found by Nick Fury versus Bucky for the last 100 years was just tortured. And used as a tool and to used, do terrible things. Yeah, tortured yeah. and used as a tool. And so he has all these conflicting thoughts, mm-hmm. all of these different emotions, all of this, I mean, tons and tons of guilt of course because i mean even in the show when we see him he's going around to parents of the people that he killed and he's just kind of doing deeds he's not even i don't even think he's telling them like this is why i'm doing this but like he's trying to get to that point i think it's it it seems like because I know there's the the gentleman that he's kind of helping with little tasks here and there and checking mm-hmm. in on, and then at the very end of the show he tells him like, listen, I was the one that yeah, yeah. took your son's life. So so Bucky is understandably very closed off. Absolutely. Duh. I right. mean, who who wouldn't be? Right. If he wasn't closed off, I'd wonder, like, what is going... How are you this... Health- like, no one's healthy after this experience. You've got a lot of junk to process through. And he... Oh, I just, I just love the therapist episode snippets. It's so good. Because he's understandably closed off. He's also coming from a place that literally no one else can understand. There, people can make connections. I mean, Steve Rogers can understand to a certain extent. Um, soldiers can understand to a certain extent, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I mean, this is a situation that is very unique to him and maybe a handful of people across time. Yes. And he's understandably pretty snarky and closed off and, and just generally a pill. And I just love that she just kind of calls it out. Like I love, um, so at one point she actually uses the miracle question, which is something that we use very often. She, I don't remember the exact verbiage she used, but essentially she was like, you know, what, what do you want for yourself? You snap your fingers or act like you, you've woken up from a dream and life is what you want it. What, what do you want? And he said he want, I think something like, I want peace. And she says, well, that's bullshit. 
And right. and I, I just love the exchange because she very much points out to him how closed off he is. She doesn't pretend that he's making progress when he's not. She's pointing out when he's resisting, when he's holding back. And she's do okay, she's doing it in a super snarky way. He even calls her passive aggressive at certain points. <laughs> yes. But it's in a way that he can hear. It reaches him. Yes. Oh, definitely. And one of my favorite things that she does is like you said, she calls him out on it. And one of the, one of my the funniest moments is when she asks him for his phone and he's just like yes like love that part and she just basically says like you barely have any contacts Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, the ones mm -hmm. you have you ignore texts from because sam had been texting him and it was it was so funny because one of the things i first noticed there was how awkward it can be to hang out with someone you don't really know (laughs) because it's it's basically like the first time you hang out with a friend of a friend it's so it's so different and it can be a little bit awkward right like if you meet somebody at a party and it's like oh okay hey and then it's like oh well let's hang out you and i Mm-hmm. It's way weirder because you don't have that third mutual friend there. Yeah. And since Cap is gone, it's like, oh, well, now I'm friends with Sam. And mm-hmm. the only time I've spent with him was when Spider-Man kicked our ass in Civil War. Right? Like that's And the I'm only... a little peeved at him <laughs> because he's also given away the shield. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. That's a, that's yeah. a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't even so, want it. I yeah. know. Yeah. So... I absolutely loved when she was like, can I see your phone? He's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So that, that, that's another really great thing that she's doing, which is essentially honing in on you are going to be a very isolated person. What are you doing to try and actually create a life for yourself? Find a way to connect to the people of today. And what better way? Sometimes with therapy, what can be tricky is you only have what comes into the room. It's why, so some of us are able to kind of shift what environments we meet with people. Um, Virtual can make it interesting too. You kind of see in the lives of folks a little bit more. But it's tricky because people can filter things. And so you don't always know everything. So getting a look at his phone is an excellent way for them to really look at social connection. And hey, how, how much are you trying to find a way to get rid of some of this isolation and loneliness and just get yourself some support out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, and one thing I was going to say too, is she really does seem to care about him because so, Mm. and uh, like a little bit of backstory. So Bucky did get a complete and full pardon from everything he did as the Winter Soldier because it was proven that he was brainwashed and so many people came to bat for him. But the court did mandate that he have these therapy sessions with Dr. Rayner. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, because I'm like, I don't know if that would ever happen. When Bucky is like traveling around with Sam and he misses his his therapy mm -hmm. session, she actually travels to Maryland Mm -hmm. to meet him 
at the Baltimore police station because that's when she pulls in Sam Wilson and they do like a joint therapy session. She's like, this isn't yep. a request. This isn't a request, right? And <laughs> but it was interesting. So that like, part <laughs> so so that part she was she was uh flexing some of those mandated treatment muscles right. uh when she was like i don't care if you want it or not sam's coming into this session uh, some some people might kind of strong arm things that when when they know it's in the best interest of of the client but but technically the client does have to consent to someone <laughs> else coming into their session but yeah it you're right it is it is irregular um so Court mandated treatment does happen or having things that are like a condition of release, condition of pardon, et cetera, et cetera. This is one of those cases where, um, yeah, I would actually question if they didn't have some sort of treatment involvement in terms of things, especially if there was like a full pardon going on, just because of all the different things that happened. You would want this person to process all of that because he is a very powerful weapon. I mean, we can't deny that so i'm i'm glad because another option would be just to you know seal him up somewhere (laughs) imprison him somewhere (laughs) if to try and manage him rather than giving him this opportunity so that part is totally believable yeah her traveling after him is very out of the ordinary i want to say she might even mention something about it being out of the ordinary so here's my thing though is that there are extenuating circumstances that can happen like for example i work in severe and persistent mental illness we tend to provide added supports for people that you don't normally see in treatments like uh like i do community located appointments at times um where a lot of times you're meeting in more of a office or you know they're coming to you we sometimes go to them so like sometimes there are ways that you you flex and stretch and he is a very extenuating circumstance very right (laughs) like there's you you don't have a rule book for this guy and how to maneuver it so even though it's really out of the ordinary being a therapist to superheroes especially one that was tortured and brainwashed and da 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 I would imagine that you probably do some flexing you wouldn't otherwise do. And it worked because it, gosh, it was such a, uh, in, in, uh, like intense moment when mm-hmm. they're in that interrogation room and Bucky asked Sam, like, why did you give up the seal, the yes. shield? And, his worry wasn't about Sam not being good enough. He was worried because Mm -hmm. he said, if something happened and Steve was wrong about you, then that means he might be wrong about him too. And it was, it was such an emotional, it does because it's like, Oh my God, poor Bucky. Like it's, it's so bad. Mm -hmm. It's so rough. Like what he's going through and he's going through it by himself because now that Steve is gone, Mm Mm-hmm. There's no one there with them, which I'm not going to lie to you. It still kind of bugs me that Steve left. I, and that's another conversation we could have for later, but I just thought like. It was kind of weird. It was weird. It It was was, weird, yeah. It was, it was weird. I'm like, because he missed so much and now he's going to go back in time where he basically 
and promises and why not is... to get involved. Like you're really gonna go back in time and just well, watch Martin Luther well, King get shot? Like what? Well, and and not to mention the fact that like, hold on. So they were allowed to go back in time and do all this shit. Loki then, of course, goes on a different path due to that. And he gets like the time, whatever people get mad at Loki. Right. But they can do all that. Oh, and Steve Rogers can just go back in time and then like end up hooking up with the, the love of his life that otherwise would have had her a different family. Oh, what? God. I anyway. never even thought about that. Yeah. Like the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's they're whole... not very fair, in my opinion. Anyway, like, like we said, we can talk a whole <laughs> lot about that somewhere else. But um, yes. So that that gem you're talking about, yes, those are the things that that therapists are are looking to do, and those insight points, the ability to to take what's going on inside, be able to kind of connect those poignant pieces together, and um, you know, sometimes I kind of joke like, oh, you know, sometimes like therapists do kind of in a way like want to get you to the point where you cry and that sounds terrible and awful but essentially it it, we want to find those those real true points in a person that help them grow and you usually have to be uncomfortable to get there and and she she made him uncomfortable but in the right ways to help him grow Yes. And and one thing I was going to ask you, too, because it's one thing I notice about her, because she is straight to the point. And oftentimes, yeah. I don't want to say she's pessimistic, but mm. at times she does seem very cynical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as a therapist, <laughs> do you think more often than not, because honestly, I think that she worked so well with Bucky because they weren't that different. Right. Like they weren't Mm. like she completely understood his anger and his cynicism. Like she understood all of it. But it seemed like it was because she was the same way, but just a little more open and a little more trusting. And that was what Mm. was I feel like they really humanized the the therapist in this, because a lot of times I'm not going to lie to you, the, the, the times that I've been to therapy, I'm just like, man must be nice to just have it all together right like it and <laughs> yeah but it was really interesting seeing her talk about things that he completely related to it's like yep mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of dead bodies it sucks yep. and it sucks to be alone and yep. it's like wow you are not so different it's like he yep. had the bad day you had a bad mm-hmm. day but it got better right yep. and and yep. it's interesting because instead of her just being his therapist she's also a testament that Mm -hmm. hey it can be better so the self-disclosure piece yeah some sometimes it can kind of verge on you know in some episodes we talk about that peer-to-peer kind of perspective now you have to be careful about self-disclosures because once again when you're a therapist the full focus really needs to be on that that other person and really helping them develop and understand themselves. And you don't want them seeing you so comparable to themselves that they're concerned about you to the point where they don't grow. Like for example, I know you've seen some shit too. I don't want to talk about X cause I don't want to accidentally trigger you because I know it would be triggering for myself. So that would be like an example where you have to be mindful about it, but she does use it in a wonderful way where 
she she essentially makes her voice count in a way that it might not have counted otherwise because he's so different from everyone. Yeah. And actually what they see is when a person is the the more someone is struggling mental health wise, particularly if it's affecting their functioning more, the more self-disclosure is helpful. It's essentially trying to help with the imbalance that's going on to feel like you're comparable human beings enough to like kind of talk on the same wavelength to be able to do the therapy. And and she does that well. I got you. Yeah, that's wow. That's really that's really interesting. And so it's funny because I know that in in your field, I know that you see a lot of patients that would have similar issues and similar things that they're dealing with, but every single case is different. So even yeah. if Oh, absolutely. And, and, and that's, it's so crazy how the mind works, because say, yeah. for instance, if you were a, a medical doctor and someone came in with headaches, there are mm-hmm. a number of reasons that mm-hmm. they would have a headache. But if someone came in when it comes to mental health or something that they're dealing with, it's, there's, there's so many more infinite possibilities because everyone's mm. had a completely different story and everyone's gone through a completely different experience. It's like, even if you're looking at, mm-hmm. say, two different soldiers, for example, like Sam yeah. Wilson's story is very, very different from Bucky. Mm-hmm. Now, their basic training was probably pretty close to being the same right like oh yep. yeah we had to run laps and we both have abs because of all the push-ups we had and sit-ups we had to do <laughs> right like those things are similar but their personal experiences mm-hmm. is what makes their trauma so so very different yeah. right well and let me flip the script the other way too just to add another complication each therapist is also unique as well So what I mean by this is you are talking about your own experiences with therapists and how your impression of them. And actually, it's a pretty common impression to be like, I'm meeting with someone. That means they've got their stuff together. I don't. And so sometimes that self-disclosure is helpful. Once again, if there's too much of an imbalance, sometimes it can actually be hard to connect with someone and relate. Like sometimes I'll have people that are really struggling and they're like, I can't clean the dishes out of my my sink they're piling up and I was like well you don't want to see my sink either (laughs) right so so making sure people people know that hey they're also still human just like the rest of us that's cool but that's cool but asterisk here there's a lot of variability in therapists and what their personalities are and also how they use their personality, how they use themselves as a tool within therapy. It can vary based on theoretical orientation. Um, So just different approaches people may be trained in or be more of a fit for them. But part of it too is just personality and style. So you might have someone who tends to not share much at all. They want to be as blank of a slate as they can. Yes, they pull things in, but really the focus is on you. A lot of times there, there might be a lot of like insight building or really focusing on skill building. But other people might share quite a bit about themselves. They tend to sometimes be a little bit looser in some ways. And there are pros and cons to all of these different factors. It's essentially what you were talking about where you take the client and and what they're struggling with, what they might be needing and their traits, 
And, and based off of that, there are going to be certain therapists that they connect with better or worse based on the unique attributes of the therapists. And I won't lie. That's been something that I've actually, I've actually dealt with before. Like I've, I've, I, when, when it's come to trying to find a therapist Mm. it's like trying it's like climbing a mountain because like you'll ask someone like hey how do i find a therapist and they'll give you a website and then there's all these boxes that you check but you're like who is gonna be able to help me like there's there's Mm. so many like you said every single therapist is a little bit different Mm -hmm. and they all have their different specialties but I've seen I've seen like family and friends where they would go to a therapist and then they're like, this person was horrible. I'm never doing mm. that again. And yep. it, I felt so bad because it's like, oh, gosh, I feel like they were actually really trying there. But yeah. they just happened to go to someone that was not a good match for them. And I'm like, man, how did how did Bucky luck out here? Like they could he probably did. do a he lucked out. Uh, yeah. They could like, he, he really lucked out. Like, I wonder how many other, th- I wonder if he had several other therapists that like didn't work before <laughs> striking gold with her. You never know. You never know. I, I, I do like the point you're making though, where there are probably people listening who have never done therapy. There are probably people who have done therapy and, and really it's worked really well. And there are probably people who have tried it and it just kind of didn't work for some reason. And I think you make a really good point. Now there are therapy is not always the answer. It's not a, a magic pill. There's timing. There's, um, just what you're needing in that moment you know, some of our episodes talk about therapy. Some of our episodes talk about other things that can help with, with mental health. So sometimes it might be a factor of, okay, maybe therapy's not for me or not for me right now. But a really great point that you're making is being mindful that one therapist does not equal all of them. And, and being mindful to the fact, and I think nowadays it's particularly hard. The wait lists are long. It's hard enough to connect with someone. You don't want to risk, you know, it taking a long time to find someone else. Like it, it's easier said than done. But just being aware that sometimes it, it is the match. And it, it, you know, sometimes doesn't even have to do with the, the quality of either the client or the therapist. It just might be a mismatch sometimes. Yes. Oh. Gosh, I don't even know the, the proper way to, to phrase it. Like if if someone is like, hey, I need a therapist mm. and uh, they do what people tell them to do and go on a website and they're looking at a thousand therapists in their mm-hmm. area. Because I know one of the things that I dealt with is like, oh, well, which one does my insurance cover? And yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, the best therapist for me is out there somewhere, but... I got Blue Cross Blue Shield and they only take Cigna, right? Like it's 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 such a mountain <laughs> to go to go through. So I was gonna ask do, are are there is is there a is there a better way or is it just pretty much kind of a good luck kind of thing? So keeping in mind insurance is good, unfortunately. I I hate, I hate, hate, hate our healthcare system. Honestly, probably most of the providers that work in it hate, hate, hate our healthcare system. Um, but you know, you do want to be mindful about what's financially viable. Keep in mind if you're in an area, first off, there's a ton of online resources now for virtual that didn't used to be there, which is great. That's awesome. 
there's also keep in mind if you live in an area that has training programs for psychology, uh, clinical social work, marriage and family therapy, uh, license of professional counseling. Those are the main ones, but I might be forgetting something. And if I'm forgetting your discipline, I am sorry. But if you have those training programs around, sometimes they actually have like sliding scale fees um, and and cheaper options now you would be working with a trainee but they have a supervisor so it's essentially like you're you know you're working with someone new so things might sometimes be a little clunkier Mm -hmm. but their supervisor is also reviewing what they do so it's almost like you've got like two eyes sets of pairs of eyes on you which is kind of nice um and if people are really worried about finances that can be useful um when it comes to finding a therapist um Some of the things that I would definitely just encourage is keeping in mind, okay, what are you hoping to get from it? What's the focus? As best you have a sense of it as you can, because that can help you narrow down your search to see a lot of times when people are like on Psychology Today is a common website. Um, They'll talk about what their specializations are. Uh, If it's anxiety or depression, most people do that. Trauma is a very common one as well. So good news. Oh, I hate to I hate to use the term good news. It feels weird saying, but good news if that's what you're dealing with, then it's probably going to be on the one hand easy to find people. Other hand, maybe overwhelming. Um, so one another thing I would just suggest is um, see if they give a sense of just what their style might be, and thinking about like, do you want a lot of structure? Uh, are you wanting something more free form? Uh, do you want some people they they I want to come in, I want to learn some skills, I want to take things and go. Other people want something where they're processing more and and it's more fluid. Um, and so just kind of gauging what you can from from what they they describe to to see if it might be something that would be a fit for you. Um, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, just like any other doctor, like I get overwhelmed looking for, you know, a primary care doctor. Part yes. of it is you, you got to go and try something out and, you know, you find as much as you can online. But at the end of the day, you got to go meet the person to see. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. So that's good. That's really good. Do you have a mindful nerd moment for us today? I do. Um, I'm going to f- flip us to someone we didn't talk as much about what I came up with for today actually is for Sam okay so uh which you know he came up a little bit so one of the struggles that Bucky had with with Sam was him letting go of Captain America's shield and and the title and everything and so I was just thinking about this the struggles both character characters had with kind of embracing their uh identities and kind of where they wanted to to go from there and I I the image of when Sam was practicing throwing the Captain America shield came to mind Mm -hmm. so I wanted us to do a mindful nerd moment where we essentially put ourselves in the frustration of Sam where he's trying to deal with all this he's not feeling like Captain America but he's trying and he doesn't have any special juice or whatever in his blood. So, you know, he's got to try a lot harder probably to get that shield to throw and hit the tree the way he wants. Oh, so, definitely. Just, right? So just doing a little bit of mindfulness for him in that moment, which is actually something that, fun fact, athletes use. Athletes use mindfulness to be more effective in what they do. 
Okay. So we'll essentially do what the athletes do and uh, pretend we're Sam. So if you will do the normal bit that we do, so uh, close your eyes if you're comfortable with it, or just um, focus not on anything in particular in the room. Uh, Sitting straight, but not uncomfortably so. And just give yourself the opportunity to take a few deep breaths to center yourself. And begin to imagine yourself as Sam. You're out in a little bit of a wooded area. There are trees kind of sprinkled around. And just imagine that you're frustrated. You're frustrated about Steve Rogers giving you the shield, all the pressure. You've been trying to throw the shield. It just doesn't feel right. You haven't been making your target. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're tired. It's just all very, very hard and you're feeling very overwhelmed. So just try and put yourself in his shoes. And you're holding the Captain America shield. And what you do is you just kind of let it hang by your side. And try to relax your shoulders, relax your arms, maybe moving your head around, rolling your neck a bit, just trying to loosen up all that tension that's built up with that frustration. And what you do is you take a big, deep breath in through your nose and release some of that frustration and tension and anger out. Then you breathe in deep that woods and the, the smell of the pine and the trees. And you once again just exhale out that stress and tension and frustration. And as Sam, you just kind of look up at the sky, see the trees, see a bird flying by. You close your eyes. And you just imagine yourself slowly throwing the Captain America shield and hitting your target perfectly. And you're just imagining how that would feel, how you would breathe, how your muscles would tighten and flex, how you would release the shield, and you picture it landing perfectly in the tree. Now you open your eyes, you bring your, your sight back to the tree in front of you, and you very purposefully set up your stance, you ready yourself with your shield, you pull it back toward you, and you pay attention to every muscle, you breathe in deep, you exhale, and then you throw the shield hitting the tree in front of you. Now that we've helped ourselves as Sam move through that frustration, let's picture closing our eyes again, breathing in deep the pine air, exhaling it out. And next, breathe in the air where you're sitting. Exhale again. Start shifting your body a little bit as you were shifting away from Sam back out into the podcast, moving your body a little bit, breathing in the air where you are and opening your eyes when you're ready to wrap things up. So how was that for you?
I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I tell you, the mindfulness mindfulness definitely got better once you started putting superheroes and supervillains in it. It got so much. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is this is really better. This is a lot because the the <laughs> mindfulness exercises I did before. A lot of the times it would be like, now imagine that you're on a beach. And for some reason, there's a pine cone there. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me imagine <laughs> that I'm Superman and I'm flying through the air. Yes. And I'm Captain America and I'm throwing the shield. Like that's like, <laughs> I'm like that's <laughs> that's more that's more my that's that's more my speed because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the mindfulness exercises I did. It's like, so you're trying to put me to sleep, right? Like no, but it's like they were. I mean, it, was, it was more like work. It yeah. Was, it was trying to calm me down, but but mm-hmm. I can definitely throw cap shield, right? Like I can I can do that, and I really hope that Bucky was able to gain a lot of mindfulness and is prepared for future adventures. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.